Welcome to episode two of the Kantan GamerCast. On this week's show, Sony's Japan studio closes after 28 years. Legendary composer Nobuo Uematsu might have scored his last full game, and Gen 2 Pokemon have been spotted across Japan. All that and more coming up. So welcome back, Ryan. It's uh, hey. episode two. How you doing, man? Doing great. How's it going? Yeah, not bad. It's uh, it was a fun episode last week. First episode. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was uh, it was nice uh, catching up. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we kind of got through all the formalities um for the first episode, so we can just dive straight into the fun stuff this time. Um, so what have you been playing this week? Uh, I've been playing uh, near Automata, or mm, Automata, okay. another oh, hard one oh. to pronounce, but... Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I heard some people say like Automata. <laughs> but... Auto- automata? Automata yeah. is, is what I, I like. I think it's Automata, but... yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really good, man. I've been, mm. um, I was kind of shocked when I started it up and it just merges all these different uh, gameplay styles. Mm. Um kind of old school influence of like uh uh shooters like the 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 space spaceship shooters what do you call mm. those you know kind of side yeah, scrolling yeah uh, yeah like bullet hell you know mm. so it it sort of mixes that with like a modern jrpg action jrpg type stuff and it sort of fluidly goes between the the different styles so uh yeah i really like it uh oh nice is that on a Game Pass, right? Yeah, it's on Game Pass, and um, yeah, I'd I'd heard it was really uh, uh, highly praised, and some mm. people were saying it was like the, the best RPG of the last ten years or something. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I it's definitely really a high level, you know, platinum games. Uh, nice. So I'm just you know maybe four or five hours into it, but uh, mm. but uh, how about you? What have you been playing this week? Uh, yeah, so I've mainly been doing god of war god of war 4 or just oh, I mean, it's just okay. called god of war but it's the fourth one in the series um on but we've been playing that on playstation 5 obviously um but it, it recently had a an updated patch to allow it to run at 60 fps at like oh, checkerboard nice. 4k so it's pretty much at 4k it just looks so good um, but it's way way much like it's just way better when you play it in 60 fps because i i downloaded it when i first got the ps5 um, and they had the uh, PS Plus collection, and it's a game I always wanted to check out. So I thought, ah, oh, you know, that's free. That's going to be good. But yeah, thirty FPS, and it was a bit. I don't know. It, it was a locked frame rate, but it wasn't smooth enough for that kind of game, right? Just like hack and slash, like action based oh, stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I I uh, got a PC last year, and so I've recently been playing everything uh, at, mm. at least sixty, uh, but usually closer to a hundred. And, That's uh, it, yeah. <laughs> and like, there's no going back once you get used to the smooth, you know, gameplay. Yeah, it's awful, isn't it? I mean, I, I've, uh, I've, I've tried like, uh, like 140, 144 FPS or 120, and you can go back down to 60. That's not too bad. But like 60 back to 30 is, yeah, it's too much, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a buddy who, um, I he'd never played a high refresh before. And um, mm. he said like, 60 is great. Like, why would I need... 144 and i said well actually this is we, we were playing a game i said mm. this is 144 he said oh well i can't tell the difference and then i said let me drop it back down to 60 and uh we we dropped the frame rate down and then he was like oh my god this is this is totally different <laughs> so it's like one of those things where once you get used to it it's really hard to yeah, go back yeah. i think but what game were I, you playing out of interest it was the tony hawk uh one and two remaster uh, oh okay it yeah, kind of came like, out last games summer with a lot of action right especially at tony hawk you got like time the buttons and stuff yeah so i feel just, like anything in would... motion you know like the, yeah, the motion yeah. is what i notice uh the most mm, interesting this it's just kind of like seems a little more blurry like the things that are moving mm. uh to me but i mean 60 is great too so i mean yeah no- yeah nothing wrong with 60 but um <laughs> yeah Cool, nice. Sounds it, good. It, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. I don't, what else did I play this week? I played God of War, um, and I also played a little bit of uh, Mother Three, which is oh, uh, okay. Earthbound, right? Um, which is a game that has been notoriously 
difficult to get hold of or it's just it's never been released in in the west um and it's one of those games that just everybody wants a port of um oh, I but see. I, you know I, so and that's why i never really got around to playing it but then i thought well it's in japanese so now i can play it <laughs> so i started playing it um just on a little emulator on my phone and it's pretty good it's just most of the text there's no like kanji in it very few kanji so it's quite it's one of those like all hiragana kind of games so the text gets a bit a bit tiresome quite quickly Oh um, yeah, but it's fun. Yeah, it's very quirky, and most yeah, of what I, I know about that series is from Smash Bros. So, <laughs> oh, so okay, far, I see. Yeah. yeah, like kind of a cult classic. I have, mm. uh, I have them on my uh, on my phone right now. Actually, the uh, just Earthbound, uh, the first one, and the second one on a on a Super Nintendo uh, mm. emu- emulator. But nice, nice. Uh, I kind of got started with it, but then. Um, I don't really like gaming on my phone that much, so I, I usually don't make it that far in, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in stuff. But yeah, I, that's something I need to do, go back and play through the whole series. Mm. On my Definitely on my list. Yeah, it's good so far. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll keep you updated on that one. Um, but yeah, that's what we've been playing this week. So uh, why don't we jump into the news? So uh, our main story of the week uh, is the closure of Japan Studios, Sony's biggest uh, first party studio and it's, I think it was the first as well that kind of opened alongside the launch of the original PlayStation it's been open for 28 years so um, I don't know a bit of a crazy kind of uh, an announcement when they made it I think it actually announced this back in February they said they were, they were going to do it um, but yeah it's kind of happened now any initial reactions to that <laughs> Ryan? Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks that, that, you know, when a studio closed, closes down, especially a, a studio like uh, like this, you know. Mm. Um, I grew up with the Ape Escape games. I don't know if you ever played those. Um, oh, yeah, of course. Uh, in Japan, it's called uh, Saru Getchu. And uh, mm. Saru is uh, the monkey, right? And uh, mm. Getchu is like, get get them or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they were like uh, really popular in the early 2000s, like the the monkeys with like the lights on their head and stuff mm. um but i love that series and uh i believe they worked on um it's called eco uh yeah Ico. Pe- i think Ico. I- it's i'm not sure how it's pronounced but that's, i always said it as Ico. yeah i i thought i thought it was Ico, but it might be eco like because it sounds like a like eco like good good boy or something mm. oh uh, yeah <laughs> eco yeah could be yeah but- I think it, sure. it's a maybe it's a word wordplay. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, I have it here for PS2 actually in my in my retro uh, game. Oh, rack. nice in your stash. <laughs> yeah, it, that's one of them I picked up as soon as I got to Japan because I wanted to try it in Japanese. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, cool. my love my level's so low I couldn't uh, make it very far. So I was just gonna uh, read the uh, the statement here from. Uh... Sony, the direct direct from Sony statement, just so we get the, the full clear message from the company themselves. Uh, they say, uh, in an effort to further strengthen business operations, Sony Interactive Entertainment can confirm PlayStation Studios Japan Studio will be reorganized into a new organization on April 1st. Japan Studio will be recentered to Team, uh, team Asobi, the creative team behind Astro's Playroom, allowing the team to focus on a single vision and build on the popularity of Astro's Playroom. In addition, the roles of external production, software localization, and IP management of Japan Studio titles will be concentrated within the, glo- within the global functions of PlayStation Studios. So, um, yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, the uh, Team Asobi games, Astro's Playroom, um, the most recent one being the kind of demo that came with the PS5. Um, but they, always, I can't forget the name, but they also did like another platform game uh, with Astro, and they did a VR game as well, I believe. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I don't think I, I've played any of their games, except I, I briefly uh, tried Astro's Playroom, I think at your place, mm, actually. Yeah, 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 true. <laughs> uh, uh, I was impressed with it. I thought it was uh, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's very polished. You know, like, um, the, the gameplay was really tight, and I thought... Yeah, it was it was a really cool game. It just seems like a weird decision for them to close down, or not. I guess not really close down, right? They're restructuring um, and very like streamlining the studio. 
into one singular focus of just that that franchise. But a large portion of the um, the staff have been let go from the studio as well, which is obviously oh, yeah. quite quite unfortunate. Um, That's too bad. Yeah, the uh, I'm I'm curious to know like how much of the team is carrying over to Asobi and how much how many people left. And I, I think it's a little bit unclear whether they were let go or if they willingly, you know, chose to to move on. Um, uh, yeah, well, I think the originally, like, uh, the initial batch of people would have just been let go. But there's actually been a lot of people coming out on Twitter, um, you know, employees, um, like developers and directors and stuff, saying that, yeah, they're now leaving or they're kind of moving on to different things and all this kind of stuff. So... Following on from the initial announcement by Sony, leading up to this week of the actual, you know, the deadline date, there have been a lot of people, um, yeah, saying things like that. So, I see. Uh, were you were you pretty familiar with the uh, the team? What is it called? Japan Studios Games. Uh, yeah, uh, some of them. I mean, I think similar to you, right? Like uh, we mo- mostly grew up with the Nintendo stuff. I think, yeah, like the PlayStation ones I'm kind of familiar with. Well, like the PS1, like Ape Escape. Yeah, so actually I didn't realise that they made or co-developed or published so many different games. So this is actually on uh, Sony's website, uh, the PlayStation website, going from 1994. Um, and yeah, it just, there's like hundreds of games almost <laughs> going through all these. But yeah, most of these actually... I don't recognize from this era, I think. Probably like PS2 era, I might become a bit more familiar. Um, but I don't know, how about yourself? I've heard of uh, Wild Arms, and uh, there's a there's a game called Parappa the Rapper. Oh, yeah, I know that one, yeah, yeah. It's like a pretty famous uh, music, music game. Uh. <laughs> uh, looks like they did uh, the Ghost in the Shell. I, I don't know, it's, it's an old one. Oh uh, yeah, uh, that'll be the uh, of the manga, or maybe of the anime as well. I mean, it um, looks like there's hundreds of of games here. There's tons, know? yeah. So I imagine, like, in the same way that like Nintendo publishes a lot of games, but they don't necessarily make them. I would imagine that this might be the what they're talking about. Um, I just bought one here from 2002, uh, Dark Cloud. That was a great game. That was on oh, PS2. Yeah, yeah um, I, I remember that one. That was a really good RPG. Um, but yeah, let's uh, move more to the recent years. So like 2010 to 2014, um, Freedom Wars, Spirit of Destiny of Spirits Asia. <laughs> oh, Knack, that was, that was one of the launch games for PS4. I don't know, there's so many random games, yeah. So I feel like a lot of them are not like specifically like Sony or even like uh, big, big games. Uh, yeah. Well, Tokyo Blood, Jungle, I remember that Bloodborne one actually. Bloodborne is the... Is a huge one, right? Bloodborne. Bloodborne, of course, yeah. Yeah, that's um, a big deal. And, uh, and Shadow Ico of the Colossus. Well. Shadow yeah. of the Colossus. That's probably one of my favorite games of all time. That was that was incredible. So I, I hope that Asobi is going to be, uh, you know, continuing to make a, a wide variety of games and not just like solely Astro. Because uh, I imagine they're going to reboot, not reboot, they're going to... Uh, make another Astro game, right? I mean, it comes packed in, right? And uh, it was really good. I mean, I, don't, I didn't see anyone online that had anything bad to say about the game, really. Um, you know, I think maybe because it's free, obviously people are much less inclined to complain about it. <laughs> how, how long was the game? I'm just curious. Um, yeah, like eight, eight hours maybe, which was pretty decent. Um, it's kind of like what I said about um, Bowser's Fury last week, is that yeah, it was like a you know, just a really solid like eight to ten hour uh, platform adventure, and that that's also including like if you get like you find all the collectibles and stuff. Um, oh, I see. So yeah, um, I just kind of like I usually do with platform games. I just went through every level once just to enjoy it, and then I went back through and got all the the collectibles again. So it yeah. wasn't very long, but it really yeah, the, showcases the the controller, right? The, uh, mm. the yeah, dual for sense sure, for sure yeah yeah adaptive triggers is the main part right um, but you've got yeah the, the motion sense stuff you've got the um the kind of the rumble the haptic feedback 
uh, on the Rumble. So I think I had a lot of really interesting ideas. Um, but that's really actually the only game so far that I've seen that really incorporated the controller features well. <laughs> so ah, I see. Um, I hope I, other developers can kind of use it a bit more in the future. I'm interested in getting one just to use with the PC, actually. Mm. If especially if people can find a way to integrate the the triggers, you know, with with uh, PC, that would be great, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. So, um. I found, uh, just before we finish up this story, I found a, a quite a funny video. It's called uh, A Tribute to Sony Japan Studio by Hikiko. And uh, I guess it's a Japanese guy. He made a little tribute to all these games from Japan Studio. But the the intro is uh, the CEO of PlayStation, or Sony Interactive Entertainment, CEO Jim Ryan. And he speaks very, very questionable Japanese. So I thought we should we should play this and uh, have a good laugh. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, let's check it out. <laughs> All right, here we go. Welcome, Minasan Yokoso. Sony Interactive Entertainment no Jim Ryan des. PlayStation wa korekara mo sekai de ichiban no game o tsukurimas. <laughs> That's a stretch. Motomoto omoshiroi des. Doki doki shimas. <laughs> oh yeah i just i enjoy that i mean the whole whole video is just like a little montage of her games and clips i like a doki doki shimasu doki doki shimasu yeah it's a sekai de ichiban game wo tsukurimasu yeah it must be tough being the you know ceo of sony and not speaking japanese uh, well that's kind of I, yeah i, I generally don't like to laugh at people you know like from learning japanese but i just thought it was funny that like this guy he's like the, the head of like one of the biggest companies in japan and yeah uh, yeah and he's japanese is that bad i mean I, well, don't, I don't even think he would be able to say that without the script that's what i mean is like because yeah, he's obviously I, reading it but i, don't I know there actually... was uh there was like a controversy about him you know changing the well not him but you know sony mm. changing the controls uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I saw some Japanese guys on on YouTube saying like, "Why, like, why is this guy the CEO of Sony?" You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, so I I don't think they're they're so thrilled about about him over here. True. Um, I don't know if that's his decision though. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was an interesting kind of bit of news when it came out. I think a lot of Western people didn't actually realize like because I, I saw a lot of people being like, "Oh, what's the big deal? What's the problem?" But a lot of people don't realize that like circle is like okay in Japanese, right? And X like batsu is bad. Yeah, so yeah. For Westerners, it was just like, oh, okay, X is okay and circles back. It had no meaning to us, right? Because we usually use like tick or I don't know, like a back arrow or so. I don't know. Like we don't use those symbols for what we think that what Japanese people do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, kind of. I don't know. I guess it did kind of annoy me when I heard people saying like, oh, what's the problem? But at the same time, like people don't know, right? It's not like intuitive. So there is no reason why you would know that. I mean, I usually play a uh, Nintendo stuff and like A is is uh, select and B is back, right? Mm. I, I think that's universal on Nintendo stuff, right? Yeah, um, I mean, I kind of got used to that as well, but... So whenever I switch over to something where I have to press, you know, the bottom of the four buttons to uh, to accept, I always get really confused. So <laughs> yeah, I kind of wanted them to stick with uh, circle to select. I I always like that. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think I like because probably when I was in like my heaviest like gaming period of my life was like like the end of my teenage years to like when I was playing when I was in university, and I just gamed like all the fucking time. And I mostly played Xbox 360, but the bottom button is A, right? So I got it really into my head that the bottom button is okay even though i played a lot of nintendo and like the a button is on the right side right um but yeah, yeah i don't know it's it's not really important is it like i mean you, you, you kind of rewire so quickly you know once you actually start to use it i mean so. they, they should have a uh an option in the you know system settings where you can choose like which button you want to select i mean it's such a yeah a, yeah yeah such a like easy thing to do and it would make you know, it's so much more accessible for everyone. I know I mean, what you mean, of course. Welcome, yeah. Welcome. Let's just have a let's have a little bit of Jim Ryan just before we 
wrap the story up. Oh, yeah. Sony yeah, Interactive Entertainment no Jim Ryan des. <laughs> Jim Ryan des. Sekai de Ichiban no game o Tsukurimas. Motomoto Omoshiroi des. Was that Tsukurimas that he said? Motomoto Omoshiroi des. Yeah, Tsukurimas. But the thing is, actually, the thing is, the, the comp, the, uh, let me find it. The subtitle makes it sound so much elegant. Thank you very much. Rest assured, PlayStation will continue to deliver the best games experience. <laughs> that's not that's not what he just said. Yeah. <laughs> so it's from from now on. Uh, we will make the best games in the world. That's literally what he just said. So in the English, they tried to like, you know, finesse it out a little bit. Because I feel like if he spoke English, like that's the subtitle is, is exactly what he would say. Uh, so, should we move on to our next story? Yeah, uh, sure. Week, right? yeah. So, uh, this is uh, regarding uh, Nobuo Uematsu, who is one of the main composers for the Final Fantasy series. Uh, legendary status by this point. Um, but he recently scored the, the new game uh, Fantasian, which is uh, made by the... I think the original director of Final Fantasy. Um, but it's a mobile game and it's exclusively on an Apple Arcade. Ah, so, I see. Yeah, I fortunately don't own any Apple devices, so I haven't been able to check this out yet. Yeah, um, me too. But uh, have, you've seen the game though, right? Have you seen it in action? Uh, I I don't think so. Well, actually, maybe I saw a trailer. Is, is this the one where it's kind of like a a camera like close to some kind of like real life set piece yeah so basically they made these like dioramas uh, which you can see in the video here right um and they're so cool like so detailed and then they just like 3d scan them in and then um yeah all the characters are obviously 3d models but the the environments are just yeah like super high-res 3d scans of real models which it gives looks it this great. really cool effect yeah so it's got like, I mean, it does look a lot like the original like um, like PlayStation Final Fantasies, you know, like seven, eight, nine, with those fixed perspectives. Um, yeah, yeah, that is cool. But, it, it's it's like yeah. a photorealistic uh, background with the three D yeah, models yeah. on top. So yeah, Final really? Final Fantasy Seven had that kind of thing going, but yeah, it it looks like the camera kind of pivots around though. Well, that's so it because they they scanned in the environment, so they can they can bend them at will. Yeah, the the fixed perspective thing kind of has a retro flavor to it, doesn't it? Mm. It's but yeah, yeah it's, but it's the, nice with the camera being able to like swing around quickly. I think that's really cool because like I believe like the older games like Final Fantasy or even like Resident Evil or something like that, each scene was just like hand painted or hand drawn, you know, and then that's the fixed perspective because obviously that, at that time they couldn't render. The model at that quality in 3d right yeah but but i believe with this is like you know because the model is such high quality they can just like choose any angle they want and then they instantly have like a high-res image for it so i imagine yeah. yeah it probably saved a lot of time in development as well as just looking cool <laughs> yeah it looks great i mean i hope there are more games in this style because it, it looks good um mm. and uh yeah, I mean, it's just unfortunate. I, I'm probably not going to be able to play it until uh, it leaves Apple Arcade, if it does. You yeah, know? I think it um, will eventually, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have to check it out. So uh, just back to the, the original news of uh, Nobuo Uematsu's, um, you know, rumored kind of uh, winding up uh, <laughs> of uh, such, a, such a heavy role. Uh, here's a quote we've got from uh, the game's director. Uh, Hironobu Sakaguchi uh, where he said before we approached him to work on Fantasian he was going through some health issues and there were concerns if he was going to be able to compose everything or if it was even possible for him to work on this I think he kind of hinted that Fantasian is maybe the last game that he does from end to end in terms of scoring an entire soundtrack so yeah that's a quote from the director of Fantasian um, so it's, it's all speculation you know um, but uh, Umatsu-san is not young anymore. <laughs> yeah, by any, I mean, by any stretch, right? Um, and he's probably like the, the most uh, famous 
game composer, right? Or other than maybe Koji Kondo from uh I would say Nintendo. only Koji Kondo runs parallel to him, I would say. Yeah. Um, so I mean, he's he's sixty two years old now, which is not old for a composer, I don't think, you know. Ah, those, I see. You know, because that kind of that kind of profession, you know, and um, you know, we're both musicians, so I'm sure we we both understand this in the same way, but that kind of job, it's not physically draining, right? So it's less affected by old age, I think. Yeah. Well, the uh, um, the the Dragon Quest composer is like a, almost a hundred years old or, or something, I think. Oh, is it? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think, he, I thought... he, he's. Uh, I think he's the oldest uh, guy in gaming. Maybe. I think he's like uh, nine. Yeah, he's nine something. It's weird you mentioned that because I saw a, an article about that uh, today or something. Um, it's, I can't remember, but I saw him mentioned somewhere, somewhere on the internet. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm not sure how old he is, but I. I think he's yeah. in his nineties. Uh, uh, I don't know. I forgot his name. He had Dragon Quest composer. Let's find out. But yeah, um, Koichi Sugiyama. Oh yeah, that's right. Born in 1931. Wow. So he's he's 90 years old. Oh, okay. He's not 100. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I, it's not far off though. Yeah. It's kind of a. Uh, re related story, but I actually went to see the uh, Tokyo Symphony play the Dragon Quest Eleven soundtrack. Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Just like two weeks ago, mm -hmm. and um, it was great. I mean, he wasn't there, but it it was his, you know, his music. Yeah, that's cool, man. And um, yeah, it's it's cool to see game music, you know, uh, represented with you know in the orchestra. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, but, I saw yeah. um Symphony of the Goddess, the Zelda one. Oh man, about, that that must have been great. Four years ago. Yeah, oh, that's it was, awesome. It was pretty epic. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that back in the UK, but yeah, it was really cool, man. Um, but uh, actually, I just because um, well, you know, we both haven't played this game yet. But um, as always, the uh, the soundtrack for the game is already on YouTube, like it always is. <laughs> oh, really? Um, so I thought, yeah, we just play some little clips here. I thought this is pretty badass. Um, it. It just super like it sounds like Umatsu so much. Um, yeah, check this out. Yeah, this bit. So that's got a very kind of like one one winged angel kind of vibes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this part, right? But it sounds awesome, man. So, um, I mean, the soundtrack, it's actually six hours long. Oh, it's crazy, wow. right? Because in the interview or the article I read originally, um, it did say that he, he scored 60 tracks. Wow. So that... that's kind of crazy, right? Yeah, so, that's I mean, six wild. hours, what, that's like 10 hours or, or 10 minutes per track? Or six minutes per track, sorry. That's like, that's a lot of music, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, I think how much uh, effort goes into like scoring, like well, not scoring, but if you write like an one-hour album, right? And it's probably nowhere near as detailed as like this guy's music. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it's not just like one uh, instrumentation, like you know, like a rock band has like bass, drums, guitar. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like every track has totally different uh, instruments and you know different it, type yeah. of uh, style and everything. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's. I crazy, imagine. Man. Like these game composers probably just like live in their studio and just constantly mm. like just you know exploring their their soundscape. Uh, it's yeah, it, it boggles the mind really, doesn't it? How much effort it would go into doing something like this. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to kind of listen to this soundtrack this week. Um, maybe I'll listen to it while I'm playing a different game, just to make it more epic. <laughs> yeah, you know, a, another game that's kind of uh, it just recently came to Game Pass is the Octopath traveler uh and yes, uh, good point. and its soundtrack is also uh kind of similar it's very heavily yeah. inspired by uh uematsu and i've been actually playing that as well and oh, nice. uh just kind of reminds me of, of his style you know mm -hmm. kind of and uh and i believe the composer for uh for Oct octopath traveler is a really young guy yeah um, i forgot his name but i remember when i when that game first came out, yeah, I, I was really into the soundtrack, and I actually like kind of transcribed a few of the, the songs on guitar, and they're really oh, nice. kind of like neoclassical, but they got a kind of metal vibe to them. So I was really into that stuff. 
But yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought, yeah, pretty impressed. So maybe he's, you know, carrying the torch. Like, there's still uh, still great music out there, you know? Oh, of um, course, yeah. Um, I mean, there's, there's so much good stuff to listen to that it's impossible that, like, you know, someone else wouldn't come along who has, like, absorbed everything from all these great, like, masters of the craft, you know? Yeah. Become, I, the, become the next generation. I just want a streaming uh, platform where I can have all the different games listed and, you know, all the soundtracks... <laughs> Or, or, you know, uh, some kind of library subscription service or something. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, man. If, you yeah, know, it just was like Spotify, but it was just game soundtracks. Uh, yeah, that. That, would, that would be amazing. Because <laughs> on YouTube, like, they're always getting taken down, you know. Mm. And, um, you know, you get, like, a lot of covers and things. And it would just be nice to have it all in one place, you know. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. I do download quite a lot of game soundtracks. Um, I tend to listen to them. I don't know, just kind of at any time when I'm like doing something else, if I'm studying, or if I'm just making dinner, or <laughs> I don't know, whenever. So much yeah, variety. It, it makes your commute to work really epic, right? You- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, nothing confirmed officially about uh, Umatsu-san. It's all speculation, um, but there were some kind of you know, rumblings, rumorings about uh, his health condition um, a couple of years ago, I think. And that's kind of resurfaced recently. But um, from what we're aware, it's nothing super serious. Um, and obviously we wish him all the best of health because he is an absolute genius. And I, it's, it's a sad day when he stops producing music. So, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully this is not his last game. Yeah, yeah, I hope not. Okay, so let's move into our final big bit of news this week, uh, which is the announcement of Generation 2 Pokemon manhole covers coming to Japan. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, Pokemon manhole covers, probably not a phrase that you're used to hearing that often. Um, but a couple of years ago, um, a whole bunch of manhole covers were released in Japan and have already been installed. So for anyone that doesn't know... Um, in Japan, it's quite common to have designed manhole covers, whether it's like, I don't know, if you go to um, like Yamanashi Prefecture, for example, it might be like a picture of like Mount Fuji. Or if you go to like Kanagawa, it might be like a picture of like some local fish that they catch there or something like that. You know, they all have these specific designs. Um, but the local prefectural governments have been teaming up with the Pokemon company to produce these yeah special limited edition uh manhole covers and they're they're pretty pretty badass (laughs) oh yeah yeah i'm looking at these i'm surprised how many uh how many pokemon are supported already you know it's Mm. really uh really a lot (laughs) so if you go onto uh this uh, website it's a pokemon or pokey lids but i think it's a local.pokemon.jp um they have a little map of japan broken into the main regions um so i think if we first go on to kanto uh, and Kanagawa, I believe this was the first one that was installed in Yokohama City. Yeah, I don't know what it's really supposed to be depicting, but it's just a picture of two <laughs> two Pikachu kind of uh, talking or being friends, or I'm not really sure. Yeah, uh, the one's holding a flower, and uh, I don't know why they did it this way, um, but most of them seem to be over here in Hokkaido and Tohoku in the north of Japan. Um, oh, I see. But here, if you click on each region, then it's all broken into a prefecture. So, yeah, I guess we, you could go on a big journey, you know, across mm. all of Japan, you know, catch them all. Um, <laughs> although you'd just be looking at manhole covers the whole time. So I. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I mean, if you can like maybe like buy a replica one, you know, if there's like a little shop next to each one that sells like, you know, like a keychain or something, and it's like a like a replica something that could be quite good um it, it, it would make a fun trip to like try to catch as many of these as you could you know yeah yeah just just for I the think, sake of of going you know i think do like yeah like a road trip and just trying to catch up and you know just kind of catch them all um but actually I, I just realized i might have been mistaken at the start of the video i said that they were all gen one pokemon but that is an absolute lie because a lot of these are kind of spread out across many gens i'm um, seeing like you know like vulpix nine tails here um i think like chancy and stuff uh but 
they hear one of like Chansey like nine times. <laughs> um, and there's loads of other ones like, um, I forgot what this one's called, but it's weird like little um, uh, Kamaishi in Japanese, but I don't know what he's called. Oh, sorry, Kokodora, that's his name. Or Kamaishi. Or maybe, oh, Kamaishi is the town, sorry. And Kokodora I, is the name of the Pokemon. I get all, I get all the names mixed up with Pokemon because like the Japanese names are different than the uh, the English names, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's so many Pokemon, they all have different names. It's, it's, it's hard to talk about Pokemon, especially with like a, <laughs> a, Jap, a Japanese person, you know? Yeah, uh, some some are the same, but yeah, a lot of them are, are quite different. So it's a bit tricky. Yeah, sometimes the Japanese names are kind of funny. They're like English puns, you know. Yeah, a lot of them are right. Um, but yeah, the only ones I know, like uh, Fushigi Dane, is Bulbasaur. But yeah. in Japanese that means like mysterious seed, which is quite funny. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> But like in English, right, bulb is like, you know, the bulb of a plant and then saw is like, he's like a dinosaur kind of creature. So they, I think in both languages, they follow that format. And I, I forget all the other ones, but I've actually like talked to people before who are like Spanish or French or whatever. And in most like big languages in the world, the names are translated accordingly. So they all have like puns in their own languages, which I think is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So you can get the same sense of like, you know, how it's supposed to be in, in Japanese where... Like, just the name alone of the Pokemon is enough to kind of make you a chuckle or whatever. Yeah, exactly um, right. I like um, when uh, when games do that as well, you know, when the localization team, like, makes a special effort to give places, like, a, a quirky name, mm, you know. I know what you mean, yeah. I think Animal Crossing is quite good for that. Because um, when you catch all the bugs and the fish in Animal Crossing, you get all these, like, stupid jokes. And, oh, uh, yeah. You know, growing up, I used to play the GameCube version on you know, in English, right? But then recently we've been playing the Japanese version of uh, the new uh, New Horizon. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the jokes are pretty funny. Sometimes they're quite hard to understand, but you know, it kind of makes you kind of look into it a little bit more, which is pretty cool. Um, I just noticed uh, Kagoshima here, which is one of the southern prefectures of Japan down in it's, Kyushu. And it's all they, uh, Slowpoke, right? Or uh... Uh, No, Eevees, these are in Kagoshima. Oh, okay. So they've got Eevee, but they've got, uh, if I can remember all the names of these, they've got uh, Jolteon, I think it's called. I might be wrong. Sorry if there's any mad Pokemon fans in the comments. Flareon, Vaporeon, uh, Sylveon, I think that one's called. Uh, Vesporeon. Oh, maybe that's Vesporeon. I can't remember. Uh, that's that's still pretty good that you you remember but, most of yeah <laughs> well i only i played like the first three gens of pokemon and then I, I kind of fell out of it as i got older but yeah i still got those memories stay there strong but um anyway yeah so those are the existing pokemon lids right um but yeah they've announced a bunch of new ones which looks super cool um so yeah these um are going to be in gion and arashiyama in kyoto uh, oh, yeah, actually, I forgot about this. They're called Pokifuta. So Futa meaning lid in Japanese. So Pokemon lids. Oh, poke lids. Um, but a lot of these, like, they've got Sakura styles, um, you know, Sakura theme. Uh, they've got one here of a Hall, which is like the uh, legendary, got a golden firebird from uh, Pokemon Gold, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you can see in the picture here, he's like flying over. There's like a pagoda in the background. And then I think the mountain in the background, that might be Arashiyama from Kyoto. Ah, I um, see. Yeah, because the, cool. the backgrounds are all taken from like the, the locations where uh, the manhole covers are, right? Um, but yeah, this, this photo here, there's a picture of a Pikachu uh, and he's next to the, the whole uh, pokey lid. And in the background, actually, you can see there's like some Sakura trees here, but there's this fence and there's actually a bridge here. That's the bridge that goes over the river in Arashiyama. Um, oh, I see. I forgot the names of the sides, but the north and the south side of the, the town have different names and the bridge kind of divides it. Um, but they're not far from there uh, is the Arashiyama Mountain. And they also have like a really famous monkey park there. So you kind of walk oh, up really? to the top and there's all these like wild monkeys that run around and stuff. And yeah, I went there like four years ago, maybe. Um, it's a pretty, pretty nice place. Um, so it's a cool 
cool spot to have some of these pokey leads installed. And I, I guarantee that when <laughs> tourists come back, there's going to be like crowds. There's going to be queues to take pictures with these things, I think. Yeah, I, I see in a related article, they've got some uh, some goods you can buy. Like uh, there's coffee mugs and uh, mm. like, uh, what's, what's it called? Coffee, uh, you put your drink on it. I forgot what it's called. A coaster. <laughs> a coaster, yeah. I'm losing my English, man. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, I mean that's that round yeah. shape is perfect, right? I'd buy some of those. They'd be pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. I'd get a whole collection of them. That would be yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they've got keychains as well. Oh nice. Um, yeah. I love the little uh collectible stuff in Japan. Although I I don't really buy very much, actually. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But I like looking at it all. There's always these little knickknacks and and things you know i know what you mean yeah <laughs> all right cool so uh what do we move on to new releases for the week um we've already talked about fantasian um which yeah looks looks great uh can't wait to play it uh there is also another apple arcade game uh taiko no tatsujin pop tap beat have you seen uh, this one i i know the arcade versions of this game you know with the big drum yeah uh, yeah so but this I, is this is a great game. Oh, you got Probably a trailer my, here, right? Yeah, yeah, one of one of my favorite like Japanese games, and I've got it on Switch actually. Um, so yeah, big big fan of this. But it looks quite similar to the Switch version that I've already played. Um, and you can imagine you just touch like touch the screen to to beat the drum, right? So it seems like quite an easy one to play. Um. I did play actually let's let's skip this a little bit forward here. <laughs> oh, this is like a, a let's play video. Yeah, it's just uh like introduction how to play. But yeah, I could imagine blasting out some of these beats on the train, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna look just kinda gonna like a, a a crazy man, right? <laughs> yeah. So you That's you no better than these you see these like you, you, women with like fucking iPad Pro playing Pokemon Go, man. It's just like. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The uh, so this the, you like tap your screen then. I guess so. I guess yeah. with your fingers. Oh, that's funny. So in the original game, like the red the red dots are like the skin of the drum, and the the blue ones are the rim. So obviously with the sticks, right? You hit the skin or the rim. But uh, I guess on this, I think it's just good. Like it was on the Switch. I played it like handheld mode once with like touch controls. And you basically just touch the middle of the drum at the bottom for red, and then you just touch outside the drum for blue. Oh, okay, cool. So, yeah, it doesn't. I can't imagine it'd be too difficult to kind of get used to. Is this exclusive but, for uh, for uh, Apple Arcade? I believe so. Yeah, because I think like, they don't launch the service this week, or like they they just dropped like a ton of games for it. Um, so there's a whole bunch of stuff that's launched. But uh, yeah, I thought this looks pretty cool. Yeah, so next up, we've got, um, this game is called, uh, Fu Raiki, I think it's called. So Fu meaning, like, uh, rain and wind and rain. Uh, Rai is, like, future, and Ki is, like, the record or the, the journal or something like that. So it's, like, future travel journal or something like that. I don't really know what you translate to in English. But hmm. it's kind of like... I don't know. I can't really explain. It looks a bit weird, right? Yeah, it uh, looks very strange. I, I was uh, looking through trailers and stuff and can't really figure out what it is. It's like yeah, a, so I think what you do is basically, it's, obviously it's, it's all video, right? So it's just a video of someone like driving around. Um, I, but I heard, I heard it's, it's a 360 video, like from a VR. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So like you, you can, can like, tell, like look around, I guess. Yeah, it looks pretty cool, right? Um, but basically, yeah, they... Uh, oh, you just saw a little clip then, like an anime character, like, kind of superimposed on. So I think it has, like, a storyline, and you play as the character, whoever the character is, on the bike, driving around Japan. Um, but you get, like, a sat-nav, and you can choose the route that you go. And you get the... I saw that you get, like, these, like, photo opportunities, so... Uh, you can choose to use, like, your, your SLR camera, or, like, use your phone camera, just for, like, different, like, aesthetics. And then, like, you get all these, like, different, like, photo chants. So maybe there's, like, a train coming down the track. And, you know, like, there's, like, an opportune time to press the button. So if you if you take the shot when, like, the train is, like, in the middle of the frame or something, you maybe get like, extra points. 
or something uh, like that. I'm not really it's sure. It's kind of like a Pokemon Snap, but like real life. Y kind you know? of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds really like that. Um, but I just thought the whole concept of the game was quite interesting. You know. Yeah. It, I wonder how in-depth the story is, you know. I wonder if it's just like tacked on or if like the story like drives the uh, experience. Yeah, you know, I'm not, um, I'm really not that sure to be honest. Um, it is the, it's quite the fourth one though. So uh, it must have been successful enough to uh, warrant, you know. The, the next version so, of the yeah. game. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's kind of the end of the trailer there. Um, have a little camp. And, uh, actually, no, that's not there. It keep, keeps going. <laughs> oh, wow. But this is actually this is actually number four in the series. Um, so, I think number three, I checked out that the previous one was on the Vita. Um, but I think it was a similar kind of game. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, I might pick it up. But it's actually it's quite expensive. It was like 6,000 yen. <laughs> oh really yeah this, I'm not this sure is the kind of it. thing I would have to like try it out before uh, you know that, actually yeah, that's that it you know yeah. maybe we maybe we could both purchase a questionable game and then trade them you know so <laughs> yeah. so you know we, we could uh, ex experience it you know cause this kind of thing I, I could pay 3,000 for you know but maybe not 6,000 yet um, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, mate, it's still cool. As long as it's I get cool. a few hours out of it. Yeah, it's it's nice to see like uh, like not new genres, but you know, just kind of outside of the ordinary stuff popping up in uh, mm. gaming. You know, that's it. I mean, it's all the kind of stuff I I like. You know, I just get bored of like the same old shooter and same old platformer coming out every time. So. Yeah, yeah, and especially like if these kind of games are like really well done, they can be they can be very fun, you know. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. So, um, our final game of the week uh, is the uh, Kingdom Hearts PC release, which oh, actually yeah. a little little bit over a little bit over a week now. Um, but I think we just didn't have time to mention it last week. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, are you a big? Big uh, Kingdom Hearts fan? You know, I I haven't actually played through a whole Kingdom Hearts before, but I I tried the original uh, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. Um, yeah. But really just kind of the beginning of them, because uh, I played them on PS2. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, I, I wasn't uh, like that familiar with uh, Final Fantasy at the time, uh, when they yeah, first yeah. came out. And uh, I also wasn't... I was a little bit too old to be like really into Disney, if that makes sense. Mm. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, of course. Uh, so like, I kind of just checked them out at a friend's house, and I never got into it. But you know, this is like a beloved series, right? Like people mm. really love um, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and I heard that these remasters are really well done. Like they look great. Um, uh, they run really smooth. Mm. Um. So, the only thing holding me back from these is uh, they're they're kind of expensive, you know. Yeah, and that's the thing they they do kind of retain their value, I guess. And there's there's so many of them too, like, uh, and the, the names are really confusing, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Two point yeah, think... eight final chapter prologue. Like, how could it be oh, a final yeah, yeah. final chapter and a prologue? <laughs> I thought that was like the same game. It's just like a. Like when they released like two one point five something whatever, I thought that was just like number one, but it had some extra content or something like that. But yeah, I'm actually not too sure. Yeah, I, I'm not sure either. But um, I do want to try the you know the series and get into it. And I thought that this um most recent release would be a great you know mm. point to jump in. Um, did you ever play uh, Kingdom Hearts three? I think that's fairly recent, right? Maybe no, last, I mean, I, last year. I know it was hyped up for so long, and it was it was in development for like how many years? Ten years longer. Yeah, because um, well, because one and two came out kind of close to the same time, right? Like mm. it was early early two thousands, um, and they were both huge hits. But then it took three so long to come out. Um, yeah, yeah. And I heard I heard some people loved three, and then other people didn't like it. Or uh, I I don't I don't really know because I'm not that. Uh, 
that into Kingdom Hearts, but um, I'd like to check it out. I mean, the visuals look really good. Yeah, I mean, it looks really fun, and I'm always feel like these kind of like um, big, like kind of bombastic worlds, you know, like going through all the different, um, you know, Disney worlds, especially like this Hercules one is pretty dope, you know, going through Greece. Oh yeah, seeing all the gods I mean, and stuff. I think if you can just, you know, enjoy experiencing the worlds, you know, the the different Disney universes, um, and maybe not put too much uh, weight into the uh, the story. Although I don't know, some some people love the story, but for me, it was always really confusing. Uh, I mean, I think but, like in order to make a story that fuses all of the Disney worlds together, it's yeah. obviously going to be a bit contrived, isn't it? Like, it's never going to be like it's going to be a bit shoehorned in to make it flow or make any kind of sense. Yeah, there's a huge lore to it, though. I mean, like uh, uh, mm. people who know Kingdom Hearts, like I think there's all these side games and there's all these like different characters and things uh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i'd like to i'd like to say the same but maybe i'll, I'll check out three just because i always like the one with the best graphics <laughs> oh yeah and, and it's new it's you know yeah. yeah so maybe like it doesn't feel as janky maybe yeah the, the older ones are kind of they're i mean they're really old platformers it's like early 2000s you know but uh anyhow yeah i guess that's that's pretty much it for the new releases right Okay, yeah, so let's move on to the sales charts for the week. This is uh, the 21st to the 28th of March. Um, obviously, the biggest release last week was... Oh, yeah, Monster Hunter, right? Of Monster course. Monster Hunter Rise. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, uh, I mean, yeah, our main story last week, right, was a Monster Hunter shutting down a company because all, oh, the, yeah. you know, all the employees wanted to play it so much. The, the, the boss just said... You know what? Let's just give it a three-day weekend and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. just uh, save people having to pretend to be sick. Um, but yeah, that that came in with a one point three million copies, pretty strong start. Yeah, um, as to be expected, it's one of the biggest franchises in Japan, I think. Um, so absolutely no surprise there. <laughs> and what what is this new title we have here? Is this a musical a musical thing? Oh, let's go. The quintessential quintuplets. Summer yeah. memories also come in five. <laughs> that is the most convoluted, uh, yeah. <laughs> ridiculous Japanese title I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, um, I, I have no idea what this is. Yeah, so here's the video now. It looks, uh, it looks like one of those like text-based kind of, um, you know, like interactive kind of manga situations. Yeah, uh, apparently this came from an anime. Um, yeah okay from uh from last year or a couple years ago mm. so m maybe that's why it's uh so popular uh i don't know it i have a feeling yeah. we're about about to see some uh some questionable uh anime <laughs> babes yeah so <laughs> well, i hate japanese trailers they're <laughs> just so bad yeah let's see so so budget it's just like 2d graphics scrolling across the screen yeah <laughs> I mean, that already tells me enough about the game that I know I don't want to play it. But apparently, uh, okay. uh, apparently, yeah, it's uh, doing okay in the charts. Uh, but I think it's crazy, isn't it? Because Monster Hunter comes out first week, uh, it gets 1.3 million. And then in the same week, uh, second place is Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury. That gets another 37,000. So just like a tiny fraction of what Monster Hunter got. But it's already racked up almost 600,000 copies, so not bad. And in third place, he's 20,000 for this quintessential quintuplets game. So, like, you've just got, like, first place, it just dominates everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, actually, I think Monster Hunter is probably bigger than all of these entries combined. I can't bother to do the math, but just a very quick addition, I can see that it definitely is higher than the entire yeah. chart. Monster Hunter was huge already, and then, mm. you know, it's, it's also... Um, you know, on the Switch, which is the most popular uh, console mm. in Japan. So um, I think people who haven't experienced Monster Hunter, uh, you know, Switch owners, maybe who don't have a, a PlayStation. Yeah. This is, the, you know, their chance to uh, mm. check out the series. I think so, yeah. And, and, and uh, fourth yeah. place, we got, yeah, what, Momotaro Bidentetsu, which again, we talked about last week, right? Uh, that yeah, that's right. And uh, this still boggles my mind. Fifth place, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. It's hanging on. Yeah. It's mental. Well, oh, it's not, I mean, 
Yeah. That's just, if you buy a Switch, you also buy Mario Kart, right? I mean, it's I like... I think so, yeah. But I mean, is that even hanging on if it's in fifth place? Hanging on is like, it's like in 30th place, right? It's almost out of the charts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I, yeah. I played this game on the Wii U when it first came out, and uh, and I mean, it's a great game, but I, I've had enough of Mario Kart 8. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, it's For great. Like, I, I think like when they make number nine, I don't even want Mario Kart 9, because I think the mechanics of Mario Kart 8 are perfect. I just want them to just say like, here's like 50 new courses, and like maybe uh, some yeah. new kind of like gimmick or whatever. But that's all I want. It plays perfectly, and it looks amazing, you know. Yeah, they'll need some kind of gimmick to to uh, to make the next Mario Kart, you know. Like, yeah, I mean, sure. they they made the uh, the remote control car one, right? Yeah, yeah. So so that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Mario Kart Nine. Who knows? Maybe they'll add like uh, like boats and uh, airplanes, or you know, do the Diddy Diddy Kong racing style stuff. Oh, imagine that! That'd be so good. Yeah, that, I need that Diddy Kong Racing too. That'd be so good. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of uh, familiar faces in this charts here. Uh, we've got this quintessential Quintilux game again. It's on PS4, only with half the sales on Switch. Uh, another new one at 13: SD Gundam G Generation Cross Rays Platinum Edition. That was a mouthful. Uh, that came in with six thousand. That's pretty weak. Yeah, weak yeah, performance. Gun- Gundam. Yeah, but Getting kind of old. But yeah, uh, I'm not 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 a big Gundam fan. Uh, the same game again on PlayStation. This is the same case. So look, um, the Switch version got double the sales of the PS4 version. So ah, uh, yeah, a, that that seems to be a trend. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I, I would like to try Clubhouse Games because uh, you know people joke about it, but it looks pretty fun. You know, it's just like card games and. Uh, you know, uh, oh yeah, and, like the the fifty fifty and one was that it something like that. Yeah, yeah. Clubhouse games. And it looks really well made, and it's published by Nintendo, so you know. Yeah, that's just like it's just a bunch of like classics, right? Like checkers and like blackjack, or I don't know, like whatever they've got on there. Anyhow, yeah, down there at the very bottom, only two thousand <laughs> four hundred. Uh, yeah, uh, it so, beat out a family trainer. I, I don't think trainer. we need to we. Probably don't yeah, we don't, to. we don't need that. I think we're all good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's move on to uh, hardware sales. I mean, the Switch just murdering it again. In a, yeah. in a week, it sold 190,000 units. But well, actually, no, 260,000 with the Switch Lite. 260,000 oh, wow. is a quarter of a million in a week. It's wow. mental. Um, and so that would be putting it on 19 million combined, right? Switch and Switch Lite. If we're yeah. treating them as the same console, that's... It's pretty heavy. It's almost on 20 million. And go to get this current trend, that'd be like in the next few months, I'd imagine, yeah. I've heard that the PlayStation 5 isn't really well stocked in Japan, so like the uh, sales numbers, there's just not enough out there for them to sell. It's the same in every um, country, yeah. Um, uh, it's, just, it's, never in, it's never on the shelves in the, in the shop. Um, so since November, since it launched, and my, my situation was the same. I managed to get one on launch day. But I had to go through like a choose in uh, lottery system uh, where you oh, basically really? just apply and they just choose like, if they know that they're getting like a hundred in stock, they'll just choose a hundred random customers. And then they'll send you an email and say like, oh, you've managed to reserve one. And oh, then if, wow. you don't, if you don't pick it up in like a week, then they just put it back into stock. But it's, oh, okay. still, in that, it's still under that uh, situation. Yeah. So that's definitely like really hindering the sales. Um, but so far it's hit half a million in Japan, which I don't think is too bad. Um, and when the when the Switch was new, it was also totally out of stock for like six months. I I remember I wanted a Nintendo Switch, mm. and I uh, I couldn't find one anywhere. Oh really? Uh, yeah, yeah, think, yeah. Like a a few years ago. Yeah, but, were uh, you in the were you in Japan at that point? Yeah, I I was already in in Japan when the Switch came mm. out. I I had just moved here. Um, oh okay. And I was you know going everywhere to all these shops asking them if they had a Switch and. I mm. couldn't find them, and and the mm. shops that did have them, they were marking them up like an extra, like fifty bucks or a hundred bucks. Mm. So if you wanted one, you had to pay, you know, high price for it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I uh, didn't have that. Didn't have that issue in the UK. I mean, I pre-ordered mine as soon as they announced it was going on sale. I pre-ordered one anyway, so I got it day one. But I do remember a lot of the shops you could just walk into and get it. Uh, oh, okay. There wasn't tons of stock, but you know, if you really wanted one, you could find one. Somewhere usually, um, but yeah, interesting. The sales there, um, 
obviously you've got almost a hundred thousand for the the digital the digital only edition. <laughs> um, so actually, almost six hundred thousand, I guess, for PS Five. And, and you know what else is funny is that the uh, the new two DS LL is outselling Xbox uh, Series <laughs> S and X. <laughs> yeah, that is that is very funny. So um, uh, I mean, three DS still winning. I guess. Yeah, I Xbox. mean, h- historically, Xbox has no foothold in Japan, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So I think like it would be expected that like the bulk of its sales would be at launch. I think anyone, any Japanese person who's going to buy an Xbox Series X has probably already done so. And from here on out, it's just only going to go down. And oh, yeah. I don't, it wouldn't even surprise me if half of those numbers were foreigners. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's what I always thought was like, maybe it's Pro- just, you know, us, you know, uh, foreigners who already are part of the, you know, Microsoft ecosystem that are just going that's out it. and... I reckon like most of these are like they they've been purchased and like they're currently on like US like bases, you know. There's all there's a lot of like military bases in Japan, right? Like US military bases. Yeah. And I reckon a lot of these sales come from those kinds of places. Yeah. Those yeah. kind of gamers. I mean I don't I don't know like obviously as a generalization, but I'd imagine like probably with that kind of crowd, you know, like the sports games and like kind of Call of Duty and that kind of stuff are quite popular. Um and those big kind of franchises have generally been better experienced on Xbox, I'd say. So massive, massive generalization, but I would, I'd wager a fair bit of money on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It seems likely to me. Mm. Um, but anyhow, yeah, I guess that's the sales for the week. Yeah. That wraps up sales for the week. So uh, yeah. Why don't we look, move on to uh, our Japanese experiences? Uh, what have you, have you been learning or playing uh, I'll let you start, Ryan, if you want to. Yeah, so uh, I just kind of uh, listed it. It's more of like a kanji thing, but uh, mm-hmm. this uh, this kanji for uh, it's like in Maho. Let's mm. see. Uh, it, it's just magic, right? And yeah, yeah. And, Maho. and there's and there's so many uh, commonly used words, especially in um, JRPGs, that all use this kanji. Mm-hmm. Um, like we've got, uh, we've got Maul is uh, like the the evil king or the demon king, and usually the the main villain in JRPGs is called uh, Maul. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's also Majo, or mm. Majo, Majo, which is witch. Yeah, right? Majo, which is witch, and Akuma is uh, is our yeah Akuma is demon. We've got Maho mm. is magic and. I believe this is majutsu, is uh, black magic. Yeah, majutsu, yeah. That's quite a common so one. So they I'm all gonna... look kind of similar because they all have that same kanji for uh, for magic. Yeah, um, yeah. So if you're, uh, uh, if you're into gaming in Japanese, you definitely want to learn this one. How about you? Yeah, so my word for the week is uh, chiwaki dikuodoru, which is a really weird, a long verb that... Um, I learned, I think this was also from Professor Layton. So the same game as my, my word from last week. Um, but yeah, it just means to tingle with excitement or to be excited or to be thrilled, something like that. Um, and I thought it was pretty funny. Um, I don't know, one for like the the kind of kanji that it uses. Um, and just, it's quite weird to say like, chiwaki niku odoru, <laughs> like as yeah. a, just as a verb, right? A singular verb, it's quite long. I think the context was that um, there's like a riverside festival. Like one of the um, one of the scenes is that like s- these people go missing at this festival, but like uh, you talk to one of the people, you know, trying to interrogate them, and they describe the uh, the atmosphere of this festival as chiwaki nikodoru, saying like it's full of full of life, right? Um, oh, but, okay, dancing dancing with life or something like that uh. yeah right so i thought it was kind of funny because firstly like you've got um uh actually i just realized that's the wrong kanji this is the kanji it should be um the wa is is wrong um but you see it comes up uh here with a different wa um, uh, this but, is this is welling up with or... yeah but chi 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 and then wack, wacky like so chi is like blood yeah. Chi is bl- blood's chi. And usually the word for blood is chi. But waki is like boil. So it's like your blood is boiling. And niku means meat. 
and odoru is to dance. So like, I guess meat might refer to like your body in this instance. I'm not hundred yeah. percent sure, but I think it means like you know dancing meat. That's <laughs> stupid, right? Um, but your blood is you know you're so excited, your blood is boiling, and your your body is like dancing, heart pounding with excitement, kind of. Yeah, yeah that's know, it, right? So something like that, maybe. It's like a real um, buzz of excitement. Um, yeah, I just thought that was a really kind of funny word. I think yeah, waku. Uh, this word, yeah, uh, it just means to. This is this is the kind of stuff that's a little bit cryptic <laughs> you know like yeah, hard yeah. to hard to figure out on your own uh, like when, <laughs> when i'm reading and i see something like this i just think uh i'll just i'll just skip over that <laughs> you know? yeah these ones i really enjoy though because they just have such weird meanings so like yeah waku is can mean to get excited i'm sure you've seen lots of games called like waku waku something right in japanese yeah yeah to be excited right oh yeah, it's the same same kanji huh yeah, that's usually written with like katakana, waku waku. Oh, uh, yeah. So getting nervous, excited. So you usually see like a waku waku like party game or something like that. I might not try it out in a conversation though. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, next time you're at like a banging party and someone says, ah, you know, has, is it a good party? Like, yeah, man, just uh, chiwaku niko doru. <laughs> <laughs> you probably sound like the kind of like, if you're like an English person quotes Shakespeare. Like yeah. That's how lame you would sound. <laughs> That's funny. So, but yeah, pro- so I probably don't uh, advise doing that one. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's a that's a nice one. Yeah, so uh, yeah, always on the on the scope for those kind of weird Japanese words. Um, but yeah, I think that kind of wraps us up for the show this week. Um, it's been a good one. Covered lots of news, uh, lots of interesting stuff happening in Japan as always. Uh, but, uh, yeah, guys, so. Yeah, thanks for listening to episode two of the Kantan Gamer Cast. Make sure that you're subscribed for a new episode every week. And uh, we'll also be publishing this as the audio version very, very soon. So uh, check out your favorite podcast platforms for that. Thanks for joining me, Ryan. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Yeah, and uh, I'll see you same time next week for more Kantan Gamer Cast.